welcome to CX Today. My name is Charlie, I'm the senior editor here, and today I'm delighted to bring you a conversation on the topic of the agent, the contact center agent of the future. And today, to discuss this thought-provoking topic, I'm joined by two very special guests. First up, we have Neris Caulfield, Director of Injection Consulting. Neris, it's great to have you join us. How are you doing today? I'm good, thank you, Charlie. Great to be here. Well, it's great to have you join us. Um, and I don't know, to kind of kick us off, if you could give us a quick little intro into your uh, role within the contact centre industry. Okay, yeah. So I started running contact centres um, and being in contact centres since 98. Um, and for about 18, 19 years, I ran contact centres for lots of global brands and their customer service uh, teams in outsourcing. And for the last seven and a half years, I've been bridging the gap between technology and operations by auditing contact centers and really trying to translate the vision of the customer experience and the operational experience to the needs of the technology investment. And um, I'm pretty renowned for being a bit of a champion of advisors. Excellent. Well, it's great to have such kind of an experienced advisor champion. Uh, with us on today's call to discuss uh, this is very important joiner. So thank you for that, um, Neris. And uh, we'll quickly move on to our uh, second very special guest, uh, who is Jennifer Murphy, uh, Chief Marketing Officer at Five Nine. Jennifer, we're thrilled to have you join us. How are you doing today? Great, and I'm really glad to be here with you, you and Neris for this conversation. Well, it's, again, it's really great to have you um, as well, Jennifer. And I'll put the same question. Uh, to you as I did to Neris. Could you give us a little bit of a background to your role uh, within the contact centre industry? Sure. So as you said, I'm the Chief Marketing Officer here at Five9. Um, for those who don't know, Five9 is a leading provider of cloud contact centre as a service. So I get the privilege on a daily basis to uh, work with customers, partners, advisors, analysts, consultants and our internal employees here at Five9. Um, learning about the contact centre, what are our, some of our customers' biggest challenges and how can we as Five9, uh, alongside our massive partner ecosystem, help them bring solutions to those challenges as well. So it's uh, it's really great to uh, to dive in to the contact centre even more. I come historically from an IT background, um, but customer experience and agent experience are such pertinent topics that it's uh, it's really great to be a part of the conversation. Yeah, I think it's going to be very interesting to hear about how your portfolio at Five9 is changing as well to meet the demands uh, of the Asian, uh, the new Asian experience. So yeah, great to have uh, you both join us uh, for today's topic. But now let's start to kind of dive right into this very uh, meaty topic. And I think, Neris, I'll put the first question um, to you. And that is, there's been a lot of talk recently about the current state of contact centers and customer, customer service. How do you see it and how do you kind of see the role of the contact center agent changing in that? Yeah, so overall it's pretty depressing, unfortunately, which is really sad because I do do lots of judging of really good contact center and good customer service experience. But overall, it is pretty depressing. There's lots of bad press going on about the poor customer service experience, the complexities. And I think probably to really highlight that is the example in Spain where the government have stepped in and put penalties for any businesses that are waiting, are making their customers wait for more than three minutes. And that just really tells of 
the headache that the complexities that businesses are causing affect the customer but then obviously the recipient of that frustration and complexity is then the advisors who are just having to take the burden of that stress they're having to apologize for those broken processes apologize for that failure demand try and resolve and sort of calm down a then very frustrated customer who's had lots of disjointed experiences so yeah and and that's playing itself out in higher than ever um, agent and advisor attrition rates within contact centers so it's not a great picture at the moment charlie yeah well, i think you've done a really great job there of painting um that rather uh, bleak uh, picture of the industry but i think that example that you gave kind of of the current situation the government stepping in in Spain, I mean, it's, it's remarkable, um, really. And it'll be interesting now, uh, Jeanette, to kind of hear your thoughts um, on this, and maybe which technologies are coming to the fore to kind of support uh, contact centers and contact center agents in the current, um, in this current state of play. Yeah, well, I think some of those things that Neris uh, talked about there, that's when it really, uh, technology can help, um, especially around the complexity. So it comes down to, I think for us, uh, the three A's, AI, automation and analytics, and how you can bring those together um, in what we call collaborative intelligence. So essentially what that is, is how you can uh, help agents to punch above their weight. So using AI as an example, um, to assist the agent in real time during the call, giving them guidance so that when the customer does come in with lots of questions, um, different maybe issues that they've had, the agent can reference back to a knowledge base and be able to see, okay, well, here's maybe where this has happened before. Here's some context on the customer so that they can create a more personalized and empathetic experience. Uh, using automation to scale, as, as Neris talked about, um, you know, there is an increasing volume of calls uh, or interactions. It could be chats as well coming into the contact centre. So looking at how you can use automation in order to be able to scale those interactions and get to the customer's uh, problem as soon as possible and get to their solution as soon as possible. Uh, and then analytics, that last piece, how do you use the data that you have within your contact center to get better insights and be able to do things like journey mapping, understanding uh, preferences of customers? So do they prefer to speak to an agent? Do they prefer to use self-service? So I think it really comes down to all of those different pieces, automation, AI and analytics, and how you use them in a collaborative way to create that intelligence within that contact center to create both a better customer experience and agent experience. Hmm. Yeah, I love that. There's three A's, AI, automation and analytics. I think I might use that one in future <laughs> uh, articles with, CX, uh, with CX today. So yeah, I think lots of really great uh, use cases uh, within there, uh, Geneva. I think kind of maybe aside from uh, technology implementations now, now it's quite interesting to kind of get your thoughts on which trends are really exciting you most and which do you believe will become more popular in, in the future? Yes, so so obviously there are all of those really great technology um, you know, tools available in the marketplace by the leaders, the CCAS um, leaders like Five9. I think that an A that will get in the way is apathy. And so the things that are ex exciting me are the fact that um, steering committees and continual improvement focus and just general 
transformation is now sitting in heart and center around customer service experience and less so being owned by the marketing teams and the brand teams. It really is being recognized that customer service experience and what what that you know transaction means to that customer and how you deliver that transaction will have a long-term impact on your lifetime value on your retention and and ultimately on the amount of revenue that advocating customer then brings back to you so i guess there's a lot going on around process and people mm. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's uh, very interesting. I remember we had a discussion about a few years ago about how contact centers can wrestle uh, social media back from uh, marketing, and it's interesting that you know the customer, the contact center has kind of come now become kind of this hub almost for um, customer experience, and I think that, you know that will play uh, an interesting part in the future um, in the future of customer experience. And um, now, Jennifer, it will be you know kind of Go bringing this back to technology a little bit, kind of when, how is the five nine portfolio um, evolving um, to support kind of this agent of the future and these customer experience hubs? How how you know how 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 is it yeah evolving? <laughs> yeah, so I think there are a few different pieces actually. So just touch upon uh, what Neris was saying and what you were saying there. The contact center is such a wealth of information uh, and such a wealth of data. And sometimes that has been undervalued and underplayed. And so I think one of the areas that we're focusing on in 5.9 is how can we help the contact center be less of an island and actually share that information out to the broader organization and let the broader organization see the true value of all of the data and information that the contact center actually holds and how other departments can use it, whether that be marketing or support. So letting the contact center be in the driving seat and how you do that is by making sure that we've got robust analytics and reporting. So we've been putting a lot, um, we just actually just released some new analytics capabilities that allow our customers to be able to do a lot of self-service analytics as well, um, so that they can provide that information out to the other teams. Building out a robust API portfolio as well, so that if our customers need to be able to share that data into other systems. So a lot of our customers use Tableau or Domo uh, to do their overall reporting. So being able to push the contact center reporting out into those other systems. Um, and then bringing it back to the agent, that's where AI plays a huge part. So our intelligent virtual agents are a huge part um, of how we're evolving to support the agent of the future, whether that's helping them with uh, IVAs so that, that we can increase uh, self-service, whether it's things like agent assistance so that we can provide um, knowledge base and guidance to agents whilst they're real time in the core or helping um, customers also to do things like automated quality management and interaction analytics um, so that supervisors can provide insights back to the agents and again, help guide them, help coach them, uh, help identify areas of frustration uh, may be consistently across calls that uh, need to be changed. Yeah, I think, again, that really kind of showcases the depth now of solutions that are available to contact centers to help support uh, agents. There's lots of them, uh, really great kind of use cases in there from kind of um, BI systems to agent assistance models. I think, yeah, lots of great stuff. And, you know, I know 5.9 also have kind of a Teams integration and how that can be used for knowledge sharing across the enterprise as well. I think, yeah, yeah. lots of really fascinating examples there. Um, and yeah, but as we kind of move 
into the uh, into the future, and we continue kind of on this on this journey. It'll be interesting, kind of as a final question to both of you, to kind of hear your predictions uh, for the contact center of uh, twenty thirty two, let's say. Um, so yeah, I don't know, Neris, if you kind of have any final kind of predictions that you'd like to share with us. Well, I'm going to stick my neck on the line like Gartner did in 27, uh, 2017 and say by 2032, 85% of interactions will be managed in the metaverse. No, they won't. <laughs> but um, I think there'll be some shining examples of really good practice. I think all of these things, you know, they're all reliant on good data, knowledge bases, giving agents um, real-time guidance, bringing up knowledge assets that need somebody who is a knowledge champion and supporting that, being able to support them, uh, whether they're, you know, back into the contact centre or probably in centres of excellence where they can go and engage and feel like they're supported um, and then go back to their working from home environments while still being enabled and, you know, feel very connected to the contact centre. I think there probably will be some interactions happening in the metaverse, um, but that's that's you know to 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 see see what happens there. But really, I really hope that operations contact centre, to Jennifer's point, you know, that is where the sticky toppy pudding of data exists. That is where the sentiment of the customer exists and the sentiment of the advisors. You know, and there's a lot more going on around supporting the mental health of the advisors. And really, you said we did. So I hope their profile and their wages go up in line with the critical nature of the job that they do. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And that, <laughs> I love that statistic from Gartner as well, 85% in the metaverse. It seems, uh, it seems crazy, but I guess you never know. Uh, no, actually, to be, to be fair, in 2017, Gartner said that by 2020, 85% of interactions would be on chatbot. And of course, that's the ludicrousy in this industry of trying to think about looking through a crystal ball. You can think about where your North Star could be and should be, but there are lots of milestone points that you're going to have to do to get there. So so I guess the point I'm making was it isn't all going to be in the metaverse. But uh, um, if I could stick my neck out and uh, make that prediction, I think I might be, uh, yeah, laughed at somewhat in 2032 when that isn't the case. Yeah, but it'll be definitely interesting to see where a lot of these um, innovations will go. I mean, we may even have AI-powered bots in the metaverse talking to customers. I think it's... Uh, I think we will, yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting topic. And I don't know, um, you know, throwing a ball over, the crystal ball over um, to you now, Jennifer. I don't know kind of if you have any um, predictions also into the kind of future of the contact centre. Yeah, I, I love the metaverse debate. I think that's just such an interesting one. I think there's going to be certain use cases, which in 2032, we're going to be there. But I think I might be with Neris on that. That uh, Yeah, not not quite sure it's going to be uh, going to be that high. But I do think that we're going to see a lot more mundane tasks being completed on everyday channels like SMS, web chat, WhatsApp. Um, I think that's that's still got a long way to go. You know, Neris mentioned chatbot, but I think all the other channels um, outside of voice are still going to need um, and outside of calling uh, are going to see a, a larger influx as people move more towards self-service, more towards this quick pace, um, you know, getting instant answers. Um, I do think and I do hope that the agent is going to become 
um, more, more of an SME or they're going to be recognised for their subject matter expertise uh, more so than they are today um, and therefore have a more pertinent and a more prominent role um, in the discussion around customer experience because they hold a lot of tacit knowledge which sometimes you just can't get from reporting and analytics. You need to actually speak to the agents. Uh, I do think as well that the metrics therefore are going to change. So things like uh, handle time, handle time's probably going to increase because we're having more complex calls, uh, interactions, we're having more complex conversations, whether that be over voice or over chat. Um, so I think that's another thing. And I do think that AI undoubtedly is just going to become more persistent in the customer uh, engagement and the customer experiences we create. People are still figuring out AI. They're still figuring out how to make AI practical. And uh, I'm hopeful that by 2032, um, we're, we're not having that discussion anymore. We're, we're full steam ahead on the use cases that we uh, know AI can actually help in the contact center. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's going to be interesting to pick up on one of your points there as well about kind of agents becoming subject matter experts. It'll be interesting to see how contact centers evolve to, uh, to reach that. I guess AI will play a huge part uh, mm -hmm. in that as we move forward. But yeah, very, very interesting topic. And I think that's a great place to end today's chat. So thank you both very much for joining me. Thanks, Charlie. Thanks, Charlie. Thanks. Excellent. And thank you for everybody for watching as well. Bye for now.